Alright, welcome to the Hoffman and Lampy podcast. Today, we'll be focusing on the Nuremberg Trials. More specifically, what caused the trials, who was charged, and other important information about the Nuremberg Trials. So, Victor will get things started with the reasoning behind the, the trials. So, once World War II was over, the Allied powers began to learn the full truth behind Nazi Germany. They were finally able to lay their eyes on what was happening in the concentration and death camps. Now, obviously, all of us nowadays are aware of the atrocities that occurred in the camps. However, back in the war times, many were unaware of what was actually occurring. Yeah, I hate to say this, but it is amazing how Nazi Germany was actually able to silence most of the world on what they were actually doing behind in, the, in their own country. Yeah, it really, it really showed how much control they had over their people at that time. Yes, but the Allied powers decided that they needed to drop a plan to deal with the remaining Nazis. I would assume that Winston Churchill and Joseph Stalin thought they should all be executed. Surprisingly, Stalin said they all deserve a trial, but we can still execute them. Wow, that is quite surprising that the, the leader of the Soviet Union agreed to a trial, considering that he wasn't known for his fairness. Yes, that's true. The U.S. obviously wanted a say in what would happen to the Nazis. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Seems like they all three agreed on executions. Yes, that is true. Uh, FDR actually wanted to drop a plan right away, but he received he actually received a lot of help from his uh, advisors, like the uh, secretary, like... Uh, yeah, I learned that they had many different ideas. Uh, one advisor even believed they should just be executed right away. Yeah, isn't that actually crazy to believe? Uh, the U.S. thought the best opinion was execution. It really shows how sick the Nazis were. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe, but ultimately the Allies agreed on holding trials. Well, they decided the trials would be held on Nuremberg. Were to be held in Nuremberg because uh, that was kind of the uh, central location of the Nazi party. So. Yeah, it's crazy how it all comes full circle, you know, like where the Nazis uh, created the Nuremberg Laws is also where they met their final destiny. Yeah, it really came back to hurt them in the end. The Allies uh, finally decided to put together the International Military, Military Tribune to preside over the trials of the Nazis. Yeah, the Tribune consisted of judges from all the nations um, and the head judge was from the United States. Obviously, the Tribune's main job was to put the major Nazis on trial and decide their fate. Yeah, and after reading about them, I was surprised to find that there were not too many of the people tried that were killed. Yeah, but you have to remember that almost all the top Nazis, including Hitler and Himmler and Goebbels, had committed suicide before the trials, and therefore they could not be tried and given a sentence. Yeah, that makes sense to me now. So, for those who do not know, the Nazis were tried for their aggressive war, their war crimes, and crimes against humanity. Yeah, one thing I found surprising is uh, that even the Nazi judges were tried. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was actually unaware that the judges were tried because I always believed it was just like the worst of the worst, like the people at the top of the chain. Yeah, well, judges did allow Hitler and his Nazis to pass extreme laws that were clearly not humane or right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the judges were tried in their part in anti-Jewish cases in the court system? Well, they might have been tried, but none of them were executed, right? Well, that's where you're wrong, because there were 16 judges that were tried, and four out of the 16 were actually executed. Wow, that's absurd. It, it really puts in perspective how messed up Nazi Germany was. Yeah, so in total, out of the 16, four were executed, 
six were convicted and sentenced, four acquitted, and one died before the trial, and there was actually one mistrial. Do you know how long their sentences were? Uh, most range from a minimum of ten to life behind bars. If the judges of the Nazi party were punished that much, I can only imagine some of the other punishments. Yes, well, as we all I mentioned earlier, Hitler, Goebbels, and Himmler all committed suicide or died in the war, so they were never tried. Yeah, I mean, think about their, the harsh punishments those three would have been served. Yeah, well, some of the other partakers were just as bad as those guys. Yeah, one of the most sickening things was what the doctors did during the war. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, but they all, the doctors ultimately received the punishment they deserved. Speaking about uh, the doctors, whatever happened to uh, Joseph Mengele, the notorious angel of death? So, surprisingly enough, uh, they kind of got a heads up about us closing, uh, us and the Soviet closing in on the camp. So Mengele was never actually brought to trial because he actually escaped to Brazil, and but he ultimately died in 1979. How could he escape? I feel like he would be a main target to find. Well, it wasn't for a lack of trying to find him. Israel's espionage agency, the Mossad, had spent decades, as well as a large amount of money, to try and capture Mengele for what he did during the war. I'm still kind of confused. Well, simply put, uh, they had other priorities than just chasing down Nazis. At the time, they had to deal with many other problems that were a present danger to themselves. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Going back to your original statement, though, the Nazi doctors must have been charged heavily. Yeah, they were. They were, some of them were hit pretty hard. Uh, I mean, what they did during, during the war was pretty sickening and upsetting. So. Didn't they, like, experiment on live humans and even children? Yeah, those were some of the worst experiments, but they were brought to the court because of what they did. How how many doctors ended up being tried? Wasn't it around 20? Yeah, I believe in total, uh, 23 Nazi doctors were brought to trial in Nuremberg. Obviously, it would have been more, but, you know, with the suicides and fleeing the country, the number was smaller. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the doctors were tri- actually they were tried on four counts along with the other three. So the new one is they were common conspiracy, which was just willingly or unwilling committing crimes that were not legal, war crimes. So obviously that's standard one. Crimes against humanity, which involves their experimentation and uh, cruel test on humans and. Finally, a membership in crime organizations such as like the SS or the SA. So that's what they were looking for when they tried the doctors. I'm, I'm going to guess here that all 23 were charged with the first three counts. That would be correct. All 23 were charged with conspiracy, war crimes, and crimes against humanity. What about the last account? So actually only 10 of the members uh, were charged with the account, including uh, Carl Brandt, who might sound familiar. He is... He was one of the more well-Nazi doctors that remained after the war. Why is that? Well, you see, they were all members of the SS, which SS, which was the uh, obviously the crime organization affiliated with the Nazi party. So what was the final verdict for the 23 doctors? So while they were all associated with it, only 16 were found guilty, and 7 of those 16 were executed along with 4 different indictments. That's, that's quite amazing. I mean... Doctors are supposed to protect their patients, you know, not torture and experiment on them. Yeah, I agree, but they were they were clearly all manipulated by a higher power, and uh, they, for some reason, all were taught and grew up with a hate 
uh, deep hatred uh, towards Jews and other non-Aryans. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just hard to believe that they could actually have let that happen. Yeah, uh, one of the other things was, crazy things, was the Nazi party had mobile killing squads to come in after they conquered a new territory or city. Mobile killing squads? <laughs> Sounds pretty bad to me. Yeah, pretty much uh, they would move in after Germany invaded a country, and uh, like so, when they, you know, conquered like Poland or something, they would come in and they would eliminate Jews and other non-Aryans. Mm, that's, that's like sickening, but... I just, I don't understand how people could ever do that to other people. Yeah, me either. But once again, obviously most of the members of these squads were brought to trial in Nuremberg. Yeah, that's always good to hear. But how many members were tried for this case? So 24 mem- senior members of the Einstein Gruppen, or simply put, the mobile killing squads, were tried. There had to have been more than 24 members of these killing squads. I mean, how come only a certain amount were tried? Well, I think that they took the approach of only charging the higher officials or commanders of the units. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it would be tough to charge every single member of the group. Yeah, so in this, on this case, they actually brought in some witnesses of what happened and what they saw take place by these killing squads. What, what, what did they really describe? Um, they described acts of violence and execution. So pretty much they would round up the Jews or other people and they would just like shoot them or, and then throw them in the river. So some people actually survived and were able to witness it. So they described horrific scenes that they actually witnessed and they, they brought it to court to yeah. help put them in jail. That, that would be traumatizing. I mean, how could you keep going in life after experiencing such a thing yeah i agree i mean i heard that some of the people in the mobile killing squads actually had trouble with actually carrying out and physically killing people so but one of the worst leaders that i did some research on was the guy named otto olendroff what was he what was important about him well he commanded one of the units and ultimately he was charged with 90,000 killing of men, women, and children throughout the war. Um, there, there's no way he killed all those people. Correct. But he was in charge of giving them direct orders to his soldiers to open fire and execute them. So ultimately, all those murders were put in his hands and on his mind. Well, that's, that's just insane. I mean, obviously he must have been executed, but... What about the other members that were tried? So, in total from these trials, the mobile killing squads, all 24 defendants were found guilty on one or more charges. Uh, 10 of them were actually executed. However, 10 were only sentenced, and they were actually later given a short uh, sentence reduction. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how they could receive sentence reductions after what they, you know, did and committed. Yeah, I felt the same way. Like, I find it hard to believe that, like, even you can make the claim that the lower guys didn't deserve such hard sentencing, but they obviously still committed foul crimes, and I think they all deserved harsher punishments than being let off free. Yeah, so... Now people are probably wondering, like, what was the the legacy of the trials? Like, what did it help do in the future? Well, the trials, uh, they truly brought to light uh, what was actually occurring in Germany, and it uh, created a graphic representation of the crimes that the Nazi party had committed throughout World War II and even before World War II. Yeah. 
I think I think they also wanted to you know try and stop future genocides or crimes of evil to be prevented, or they wanted to try. Yeah, I mean they wanted to try, but obviously such atrocities have still occurred to this day, but um, obviously not to the extent, quite to the extent of seven million Jews. But the trials were also set up to educate the German population um, because it showed the true evil of the Nazis. It also made the bystanders have a sense of guilt for not stepping in and stopping the violence that was occurring every day in their lives. Yeah, also, like, many more trials happened in other countries that the Nazis fled to after the war because, you know, there's just so many Nazis, they had to try them all. Yeah, ultimately, uh, change did kind of occur in Germany. Uh, it is actually against the law in Germany to deny the Holocaust, which is good because that is something that should be taught and understood by everyone that is alive because that was a horrible event that happened. Yeah, I mean, they also had to get rid of their meeting places and other Nazi artifacts, right? Yeah, so... Uh, they actually, most of the Nazi places are not really still standing or have Nazi like flags or memorabilia on them. So, uh, yeah. But the Nuremberg trials were also important in understanding truly what happened um, and what will happen to someone if they were to partake in such crimes against humanity and horrible events against human nature. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, Germany has changed and. Original members of the Nazi party are all gone. You know, they're just looking to the future now. Yeah, so, I mean, it obviously, the trials brought light and to what occurred, and many of them were, most of the Nazis were found guilty of their crimes and what they did. So, I mean, the trials obviously were successful, and it's really, like, it showed how the world would deal with future atrocities like this and that we would not be afraid to step in and make them pay the consequences for what uh, these people did against their fellow citizens and people that are just like them but they just have different views and it really shows how sick and dark some people can be so yeah, yeah. well you know thanks for listening uh, this has been Hoffman and Lampy podcast